Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Shabbat Shalom. I hope that you are enjoying your day. Thank you and welcome back. Um, first, I want to say I hope that you enjoyed the book of Ruth. That was the eighth book of um, six books of the Bible. It was very significant, the book is, and it's um, very informative. And we are coming to know the line of the Most High, who is Yeshua in the flesh, um, and how significant and important that is. So now that we know that Ruth is the um, grandmother in the line of um, Judah, which you know is not Judah, it's Yahuda. The line of the kings. All right, so now we're on a new book, and this is the ninth book, and this is called First Samuel. Now, I want to give you a little bit of information before we go. Just a little FYI. This book was not originally called Samuel. It was originally the book of the kings. It was originally supposed to be um, the book of the kings one, two, three, and four, but they changed it. I already told you things has changed. You already know who changed. Um, and Samuel's name's not really Samuel. It was Shemuel. But anyway, we're just going to go with regular, the regular name. I'm going to be reading from the Amplified and cliff noting from the Amplified. Why? Because it's in regular language. If there's something that you should know, I will go to the CIFA and I will explain it from there, because I already told you, names change, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so right now, we are going to discuss the priest, who is Eli, one of the priests, and we're also going to talk about um, the genesis of Samuel, how he was born, and all the rest of that stuff. So we're going to be talking about that, and um I also want to tell you in this outline, we are going to be doing chapters one, two, and three. And in 1 Samuel, this is the book of 1 Samuel, there are um, 31 chapters. So I'll be doing it in threes. Um, some of it I will be cliff noting and some of it I'm just going to be reading out. And the reason why I'm going to be reading out some of it is because the information is important. When I cliff noted, I'm just giving you an idea of what's happening 
and giving you the um, opportunity to go and meditate on the book for yourself. That's the point of this cliff note. Just to tell you, you know, a roundabout way what's been happening. If it's really important, I will read it straight out the scriptures, which I'm going to be doing back and forth because, you know, I'm doing one, two and three right now. And this is outline number one of first Samuel. I'm going to be cliff noting the first um, chapter. The second chapter, I'm just going to read right out. And so will I be doing that to the third chapter? Why? Because it's important. Like I said, we're talking about um, the genesis of Samuel, um, how he was born. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about Eli, too, because Eli is the priest. Now, you already know that the priest's assignment, which were the Levites, the line of the Levites, was to cater to the Most High. That was their lot. Now, although the children of Israel... Sorry, my husband was here with me and then the phone rang. You know, every time I start something, he's here, something happens when I do this lesson. The devil is a lie and we are not going to allow any of that to happen. The phone is ringing, something's falling, the crab is crying, this, that. The, I try to stop everything before I do it and it still happens. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, even though the, the priests um, knew what they were supposed to do and did their responsibility, remember, these priests and everybody are still mere mortals. I'm not giving them a pass. Um, it says in the scriptures that, um, and it's not in the Bible, it's actually in the shepherd of Hermas. When the angel tells Hermas, first Hermas says, oh, the stipulations that you're put that the Most High is putting on us is very hard. What if we can't do them? The angel says to him, the Most High gives you the ability to do them. If you are the Most High's child, you have the ability to do it. It is not going to be hard. If you're saying that these things that the Most High is saying for you to do is hard, then that means that you're not his child because you're not taking the effort to do it. Now, we can do all things through the Most High. And I'm saying this because Eli is going to let his kids go ham. Eli is a priest. Okay? Y'all ever heard the book of Eli? Even though that's just a movie. But anyway... Eli was a priest. He was a Levitical priest, but he let his children do whatever they wanted to do. Another thing, too, from the laws, um, statutes, precepts, and commands of the Most High is for you to correct your children, for you to raise them up like they're supposed to be raised. It also says in the book of the scriptures, many scriptures, that you should be popping on your kids, straightening them out. Yes. And giving them a solid foundation because the world is going to tell them all kinds of nonsense. So if you raise them up the way they're supposed to be raised, they will not deviate from um, the foundation that was built when they were children. This is why we're having problems now. I'm giving you the information exactly what's happening. And I'm giving, I'm giving you this so that you'll um, understand what's happening when I cliff note this and read the rest out. So um, we're going to start right now, and I'm going to read each part of the outline, and then I'm just going to go through it. Okay, um, when I go through chapter one, this is what's going to be, um, this is going to happen. Um, uh, chapter one, one through three, Elkanah is a Levite, and he has two wives, and he worships um, yearly at Shiloh. Four through eight is he cherishes Hannah, his second wife. Is it the second wife? The first wife. The first wife, 
um, even though she can't have children, she's barren. They say barren, but only because it was a um, because she didn't have children. Usually today we use barren as if you cannot have children, period. But she didn't have children. She did not have children. Um, and the Most High opened her womb and he blessed her with a child, which is Shemuel. Understand that. That they call Samuel. Um, so um, four through eight is um, Elkanah cherishes Hannah, even though she's barren and um, she's provoked by the other wife. Okay, Panaya. Um, verses 9 through 11, Hannah is grief and prays for a child. So he, she's asking the Most High to have a baby. Um, uh, verses um, 12 through 18, Eli first rebukes Hannah, and then afterwards he blesses her. Um, chapters 19 through 23, Hannah, um, having born Samuel, who is actually Samuel, stays at home until he's weaned. And I'll tell you what that means when we go through it. Um, verses uh, 24 through 28, she presents him according to her vow to the Most High. So now I'm a Clifton. I already gave you all this, seriously, just the rundown. That's it. So now I'm going to read a little more into it. But um, just listen. There was a certain man of Rathim Zophim of the hill country of Ephraim named Elkanah, the son of, I'm not even going to go through the sons of his, this one, that one. He was an Ephraimite. He had two wives. One's name was Hannah and the other one's name is um, Paniah. Paniah had children, but Hannah didn't have any. Um, what's his name? This man went up from his city each year to worship and sacrifice to the Most High. I already told you that was um, um, Elkanah. And he went to sacrifice to the Most High at Shiloh. Hopni and Phineas, the two sons of Eli, and I'm going to tell you about Eli momentarily, were priests to the Most High there. When the day came that Elkanah sacrificed, he gave portions of the sacrificial meat to Paniah, his wife, and all of her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion because he loved Hannah. But the Most High had not given her any children yet. Notice that it says that the Most High didn't give her children. Sometimes it's not always the woman, it's the man. I'm just saying. But at this point, yes, it was her. But I'm just saying, sometimes they blame the woman when it could be the man. Okay. So Hannah's um, rival, who was the sister wife, provoked her, was always embarrassing her and um, ridiculing her because she didn't have no children. Um, year after year, she would do this. Now, I already told you before that um, not having any children was like a curse because children are a blessing. So if there was a particular woman that didn't have children, especially if if the man had two wives or so, if that person, um, if that woman didn't have children and he had another sister wife that had children, then they was like, well, which one would you? And it was like a curse. 
So for Hannah, that's how it felt. So can you imagine how she felt when her sister wife, who she couldn't stand and they couldn't stand each other, was going back and forth. One of them had a bunch of kids and the other one didn't have nothing. Nevertheless, the husband loved Hannah. He loved her. Okay? So just know that. Whenever she went up to the house of the Most High, Paniah provoked her. And Hannah wept and she wouldn't eat. So basically, she was just starving herself. Ella, then Elkanah, her husband, said, Hannah, why do you cry and why do you not eat? Why are you so sad and discontent as if he didn't know? Am I not better to you than 10 sons? So basically he's saying, I know you don't have any, I know we don't have kids together, but don't I do everything for you? See, this is the, this is the reason why, um, one of the reasons why it is, it was wonderful and still is to have the children because the children, um, it was that togetherness. It was that uh, village it, that you made. And everything was wonderful when every um, when everybody was together and how everybody could help because we did way back in the days in biblical days there wasn't um, stuff like we have now like you can live independently and just have all this technological stuff and all this stuff to help you day by day it wasn't like that it was very rural it was very raw and you had to have a lot of hands on deck when you were because um, people had farms and people had um, you know, little villages and stuff like that. You just needed to, um, just needed to have a lot of hands on deck to make um, daily uh, things move, like daily life. You know what I'm saying? So it was really good to have a bunch of people there. Um, so she was ridiculed by her sister wife, who was um, Kanaya. Okay. Oh, Panina, Panina, Panaya, whatever. So Hannah got up after eating and drinking in Shiloh. So I guess she started eating after her husband noticed. Now, Eli, the priest, was sitting on the east, on the seat beside the doorpost of the temple. Now, I want to, uh, I'm going to say it later. I was going to say something about Eli. I might as well say it. Eli was a very hefty man. He was fat. I just want you to know that because it matters. Anyway, he was sitting at the doorpost at the temple of the Most High. Hannah was greatly distressed, and she prayed to the Most High and wept in anguish. She made a vow saying, O El of hosts, if you will look on the affliction, meaning the suffering of your maidservant, and um, not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a son, she's asking the Most High for a son, then I will give him to you all of the days of his life. A razor shall never touch his head. Now, let me stop right there and say, can you remember the last time um, that that statement, a razor will never touch his head? Can you remember that? That was Samson. So if Samson's head was never um, cut with a razor, you know he had long locks. Even though in Samson's um, situation, he told that heathen Delilah and she got seven locks of his hair cut. Not all of them, but seven locks was cut. So um, the um, Hannah 
is praying to the most high to bless her with a son and that she will never cut his hair. So he will be a Nazir dedicated to the most high. I understand that. Not Nazarite. You know how they always say, oh, he's a Nazarite. When you say Nazarite, you thinking, okay, he comes from the place. No, Nazir means dedicated to the most high. How do I know that? It's in the book of um, the seed. Okay, so that's what it means. So um, not cutting your hair is something um, powerful to the most high. So she's saying a razor will never cut his hair. So therefore, that means he will have long locks. Locks, not flowy, blonde hair. Okay? Now, we're on verse 12. Now, it happened that she continued praying before the most high that Eli was watching her mouth. Now, let me just stop this right here. Why is Eli watching her mouth, number one? And number two, have you ever prayed without making a sound? Have you ever said anything to yourself or whispered or whatever without making a sound? Now you could you can make your voice, um, you can make your lips move and all that without making a sound. Because people say like you around a whole, I don't know if everybody does this, but say like you around a bunch of people and you just moving your lips and the person can read lips. Y'all are communicating without a sound coming out your mouth. Well, I'm just saying that this is possible. So Eli's looking at her and he thinking she's drunk because she's praying to the most high without a sound coming out her mouth, but she's moving her lips. What's wrong with that? A lot of people do that. But anyway, Eli was watching her mouth. Hannah was speaking in her heart, but her lips were moving. Okay. But you couldn't hear her voice. She was just moving her lips to the most high. So Eli thought that she was drunk. Eli said, how long will you make yourself drunk? The audacity. How could you even think that? This is crazy. Get rid of your wine. This is what Eli is saying to Hannah. Hannah answered, oh no, my Lord. I am a woman with a contrite heart. She said, yeah, she's a woman with a contrite heart. What does the most high go to, um, what does the most high do to people with contrite heart? He comforts them, right? So she's telling um, Eli, I am a woman with a contrite heart. I have not been drinking. I have not been doing any intoxicating drinks. But I have poured out my soul before the Most High. Do not regard your maidservant as a wicked, worthless woman. I have spoken out of my great concern and bitter provocation. This is what she's telling him. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace and may the most high of Israel grant the petition that you have asked of him. Hannah said, let your maidservant find grace and favor in your sight. So the woman went on her way. So she went on her way. The family got up early in the morning. I already told you, um, Elkanah, the man, Hannah and Panina. Okay, and they worshiped before the Most High and returned home in Ramah. Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, meaning they was in, intimate. So remember, uh, Hannah prayed to the Most High and asked her for children. The Most High opened her womb. So they were intimate and the Most High remembered her in prayer. It came about after Hannah had conceived that she gave birth to a son and she named him Shemuel, which they say Samuel. 
saying, because I have asked for him from the most high. Then the man Elkanah and his household went up to offer to the most high the yearly sacrifice and pay his vow, which means the whole family. But Hannah didn't go. She said to her husband, I will not go until the child is weaned. Now, what does that mean? Anybody who breastfeed their children, when it's time for the child to get off the breast, you wean him off the breast. And anybody who's been on drugs, you got to be weaned off drugs. Just saying. Okay? Just saying. Just making, um, um, giving you information about what wean means. Okay? Then I will bring him so he may appear before the Most High and remain there as long as he lives. So Hannah is going to um, be true to her word and she's going to give the Most High her son. Okay? She's going to give him her son because she said the Most High, if you grant me this son, I'm going to dedicate this son to you. This boy is going to be yours. That's wonderful and it's very unselfish. It's very powerful, too, according to the scriptures. Now, I don't know if you could do that today because who's watching that boy? Now, you have all kinds of, um, especially in the church, you have all kinds of predators all over the place. And I dare not uh, mention the Catholic Church now. Anyway, so Hannah, um, Hannah said she was going to give um, Samuel to the Most High. Elkanah. Um, said to her, "Do what seems that um, do what seems best to you, and we'll wait until you wean him. Only um, may the Most High establish and confirm His word." So Hannah remained behind and nursed her son until she weaned him. So you know that must have been probably a year or two. I don't know how long um, these people in the scriptures um, breastfed their son, but. They want to make sure, because this is a blessing too, being able to breastfeed your children is a blessing. All this infamil, similac, all this other stuff is bullcrap, okay? The natural thing to do that the Most High made and he said is good is the natural milk from his mother, unless his mother's polluted. I don't know. I'm just saying, if you, you know, you natural with it, you're supposed to be feeding your children naturally. This is why we got the problems now, these kids. All kinds of um, things they're allergic to and all of that stuff because they wasn't breastfed and all this other stuff that's going on. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm just going to keep moving on. So she weaned him. When she weaned him, she took him up with her along with a three-year-old bull and ephah of flour. And I already told you what that meant, meant before. And a leather bottle of wine to pour over the burnt offering for a sweet fragrance. And she brought Shemuel to um, the Most High's house in Shiloh. Then they slaughtered the bull, brought the child to Eli, who is the priest, and he's supposed to uh, uh, raise Eli. Eli's supposed to raise Shemuel. He's the elder, okay? Now, when I say this, um, Eli was a good father and a good priest. But the bad thing is he let his kids run amok. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But he is the one who's going to be raising Shemuel. He's going to raise Shemuel. Okay? As a priest, since he's a baby. Okay? 
I know that's right. Praise y'all. Hannah said, O-M-I-L, as your soul lives, I am a woman who stood beside you here praying to the Most High. For this child I prayed and the Most High has granted me my request. Therefore, I have also dedicated him, Shemuel, to the Most High. As long as he lives, he is dedicated to the Most High and they worship the Most High there. Now, you see how she brought her kid there? Now, it never says he's one, two, three, four, five. Who said? We don't know how old he is. But evidently, if he was weaned off, he might have been three. He could have been three. Between one and three. I mean, you don't wean the baby off until the baby's ready to, you know, uh, to eat food. So we don't know at that time when uh, the child was brought up to Eli. We don't know. And you also want to know too when you raised in the uh, priesthood you lived with the priests and you dedicated to the most high for the rest of your life it's not like the catholic church because remember eli had kids and a wife so where is the and i hate to just go somewhere else i don't want to but i'm saying look at how the pagans have their Catholicism and look what was going on with the children of Israel. When did the Most High say you couldn't have a wife? When did the Most High say you couldn't have fam family? When did the Most High say all of these things? If the priest, the particular priest didn't want to have a wife, then he just didn't want to. That was his um, decision. But for the most part, most of these priests who are uh, children of Israel who prayed to the Most High, they had families. Aha. Uh -huh. They had families, they had kids, they had all of that. So where's the connection? Where's the correlation? It's none. Do not be fooled um, believing that the children of Israel and their history correlates with religion in any way. Because the Catholic Church is far removed from the Most High and his children, far removed. Eli, who was a priest of the Most High. Hold on. Had kids. And these particular kids ran them up. It was two sons. And we're going to get into that. Now, I'm, I'm going to read, and I'm going to read the whole thing. Hannah's Song of Thanksgiving. Why am I going to do that? Because she's praising the Most High for giving her children not only because she gave him a ch because he gave her children, he answered her prayer, he comforted her, he gave her children. The child that um, he blessed her with is a priest close to the Most High. Okay, and he's an Ephraimite. He's not even in the line of um, Levi. Okay, so is that cause for celebration? Yes, it is. So that's what I'm gonna read. It's the um, song of. Um, Thanksgiving from Hannah. And I think it's relevant. That's why I'm a reading. Now, Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoices and triumphs in the most high. Remember, I'm in Amplified Bible. <clears throat> my strength is lifted up to the most high. My mouth is open wide against my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There is no one holy like the most high. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like the most high. Oh, praise God. 
do not go on boasting so very proudly. So you know where we, you know who she talking to. She talking to their rival sister wife. Do not let your arrogance come out of your mouth for the most high is an L of knowledge and by him actions are weighed. The bowels of the mighty are broken, but those who have stumbled equip themselves with strength. Those who are full hire themselves out for bread, but those who are hungry cease to hunger. Even the barren woman gives birth to seven, but she has she who has many children withers away. The most high puts to death and makes alive. He brings down to Sheol the grave that raises up from the grave. The most high makes poor and he makes rich. He brings low and he lifts up. His, he raises up the poor from the dust and he lifts up the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with nobles and inherit a seat of honor and glory for the pillars of the earth are the most highs. And he set the land on them. He guards the feet of the righteous. <laughs> you know, it says godly. I don't play that. <clears throat> righteous, faithful ones. But the wicked ones, hold on, are silenced and perish in the darkness. <clears throat> Water. For a man shall not prevail by night. The adversaries of the Most High will be broken to pieces. He will thunder against them in the heavens. The Most High will judge the ends of the earth and he will give strength to his king and will exalt the horn of his anointed. Elkanah returned to Ramnah to his house, but the child Shemuel served the Most High under the guidance of Eli the priest. So they, they uh, if you heard Hannah, Hannah said their prayer. They glorified the Most High. They was in an assembly. That's why they they every year they would go and um go to the assembly and do that. Notice they did this every year. I said that in the beginning. So they went to that assembly. She glorified the Most High after she had the baby, weaned them off, brought them to the priest. Hallelujah to the Most High, meaning giving you all the praise. Hallelujah. Okay. And then they they got up and left, and she was happy as a clam. She knew she had a child from the Most High. She knew the Most High opened up her womb, okay, and gave her the fruit. And she had her child and went on and knew that he was going to be the representative of the Most High. Is that not wonderful? You're going to have to give the Most High some praise for that. So now we're moving on. Okay. We on, you already know we on um, chapter two. I already read chapter one. Now, let me go through the highlights of chapter two, which um, when she said that prayer, we was already in chapter two, so I didn't give you the highlights. But the highlights is Hannah's song of thankfulness. You already um, you already know, because I just read it. Um, from 12 to 17, the sin of Eli's sons, um, 18 and 19, Shemuel's ministry. 20 to 21 by Eli's blessing. Hannah is more fruitful. All right. Um, uh, check, uh, excuse me. Verses 22 to 26. Eli reproves his sons. 27 to 36. The prophecy against Eli's house. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. 
Let me talk about that in a minute. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say this, and then we're going to move on. Just because your duty is to do something for the Most High, and it's supposed to be in line with the Most High. Remember, the priests are ordained to serve the Most High because their lot is the Most High, meaning their inheritance is the Most High. Remember, when the 12 sons got an inheritance of, um, of Canaan in the surrounding areas, the children of Levi did not get that because they were assigned to be the priests, the intercessors, the middlemen between the Most High and the children of Israel. Later on in the New Testament, Yeshua is that. But just know that. Just because you're the middleman, the intercessor, the line of the priests that are the intercessors don't mean you ain't going to get reprimanded by the most high because you're supposed to set the example. The priests are supposed to set the example and when they don't, they're going to be made an example of. Remember what I just said because I'm getting ready to read it. All right. The sin of Eli's sons. The sons of Eli, Hopni and Phineas, were worthless. Mm. Worthless men, they did not know nor respect the Most High. Mm -hmm. They were dishonorable and unprincipled. And the custom of the priests with the sacrifices of the people. When, they, when any man was offering a sacrifice, the priest's servant would come while the meat was boiling and the three-pronged meat fork in his hand. Then he would thrust it into the pan or a kettle or a pot, everything that the fork brought up, the priest would take care, take for himself. This is what they did in Shiloh to all the sacrifices of Yasharel who came there. Also, before they hold on, I gotta take this thing off. Where am I? Also, before they um, offered a burnt offering, the fat, the priest's servant would come and say to the man who was sacrificing, give the priest the meat to roast since he will not accept boiled meat from you, only raw. If the man said to him, certainly they ought to be burned off of the fat first and then you may take as much as you want. Then the priest's servant would say, no. You shall give it to me now or I will take it by force. Do you hear the stuff that they're doing? They're just being wicked. A lot of times, if you're representing the Most High, how are you being wicked? How are you being wicked? This is turning people off. Now, it's, they wouldn't, these, okay, how can I say this? It's so much, this is why I stopped myself. Okay, if you're being wicked, and these are all the children of Israel, so they all know for themselves who the Most High is, okay? So can you imagine the people um, who don't know? They will look at these people and go, what kind of Most High will have these people in power? So being that the children of Israel, because they all the children of Israel right now, the ones who's um, being served and the ones who's um, going every year to have the assembly and do stuff, Eli and his wicked sons, are being overbearing. The children of Israel are looking at them like, what is wrong with them? But still loving and revering the Most High, but understanding that these two people are wicked and Eli need to do something about it, but he never does. Just saying. 
But I would say fast forward now. You already know in um, in uh, the New Testament, the children of Israel were scattered. So when Shaul goes around, because he is the, um, the apostle to the Gentiles, and he is a child of Israel. So can you imagine if he was a wicked, now he was in the beginning, but if he was wicked and he started doing all this stuff and he's supposed to be the representative of the Most High, people would not even listen to him. So I'm saying this to say that the, the um, Eli's sons is full of crap and the Most High is not going to take that. Enough is enough. You messing up the um the sacrifices, you treating people bad, you're doing all kinds of stuff. And uh, no, the Most High is not going to take that. Okay, so I'm going to read it again. Certainly they are, uh, excuse me, certainly they are to burn the offer, the fat first, and then you may take as much as you want. Then the priest servant would say, no, you shall give it to me now or I'll take it by force. So the sin of the two young men, Hophni and Phinehas, was very great before the Most High. For the men treated the offering of the Most High disrespectfully. The nonsense that they do and carrying on. Okay, Shemuel, Shemuel before uh, the Most High as a boy. Now, Shemuel was ministering before the Most High. What? He was a baby ministering. <laughs> Get that baby. <laughs> oh, my. Now, Shemuel was a ministering before the Most High as a child, Woo! dressed in a linen ephod, a sacred item of the priestly clothing. Moreover, his mother would make him a little robe and would bring it up to him every year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. You see how they're doing that? The, uh, the children of Israel will go up every year and do the sacrifice. Because they had different times of the year that they would do things. They had different, um, what did they call them? Ooh, I said it um, earlier when I started cliff noting in the first and second, um, first and second um, books that I was reading. Um, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but every year they would have to go to the assembly and they would have different uh, festivals. You, they would have the festivals and then they would go and um, do different sacrifices. That is what they had to do. So at this particular time, um, Hannah is bringing her son little linen ephods and she's making him little things, priestly robes and all of that to take care of him. So she, you know, she would still see him every year, which was it's so funny and cute. Okay, then Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, may the most high give you children by this woman in place of the one she asked for, which is dedicated to the Most High. Praise God. Then they would return to their own home. And the Most High visited Hannah so that she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Praise God. This is so powerful. You know why? Because the Most High said in the Old Testament, when he laid down the Lord's statue, precepts and command, the first everything was supposed to be dedicated to him. Your first child, the first fruits, all of that. That's a part of the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands. So she dedicated her son to him. And what did the most high do? Blessed her and gave her five more. Ooh. Okay. And the boy Shemuel grew up before the most high. Now Eli 
rebukes his sons. Now, back at the ranch. <laughs> now, Eli was very old. And he heard about everything that his sons were doing to all the people of Israel and how they were lying with the women. Listen, these two little heathen acting sons lying with women who served at the entrance of the tent of the meeting. Oh, Eli said to them, why do you do such things? The evil things that I hear from all these people. No, my sons. For the report that I keep hearing from the passerbys among the most highest people is not good. If one man does wrong and sins against another, the most high will intercede for him. But if a man does wrong to the most high, who can, who can intercede for him? But they would not listen to Eli. They ain't listening to Eli. Mm -mm. For it was the most high's will to put them to death. Now. Sometimes the Most High sets the stage for certain things. The Most High did not appreciate what these two heathen acting sons did. Now, can some children of Israel act like heathens? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. That's why the Most High says it's only going to be a remnant. You see all the nonsense and we only in the third book. I mean, I'm sorry, in the ninth book. You see all the nonsense that's going on. And these children are the sons of Levi who's supposed to set an example because their father's the priest. The nonsense of it all. I'll keep going. But the boy Shemuel continued to grow in stature and in favor, both with the Most High and with men. Ooh, so he was blessed. Then the man of the Most High, the prophet, came to Eli and said to him, Thus saith the Most High, Did I not plainly reveal myself to the house of your father? When they, and he's talking about uh, Levi, one of the original sons, because he's in the line of Levi. When they were in Egypt in bondage to Pharaoh's house, moreover, I selected him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest and to go up to my altar. Not everybody could go up there, honey. The most I will strike you down. You're not going to play with him. So he ordained the line of Levi. But you see what's happening with this folly with these sons? Okay. So moreover, I selected him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar and burn incense, to wear the ephod before me. And from then on, I gave to the house of your father all the fire offerings of the sons of Israel. Why then do you kick and despise my sacrifice and my offerings, which I commanded in my dwelling place, and honor your sons more than me? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Most high gonna get them. By fattening yourselves with the choicest part of every offering of my people, Israel. So the most high is saying, I see you. I see what you're doing, um, Eli. You know your sons is acting like fools. They stealing all the choice meats and not letting the children of Israel, the rest of the children of Israel get nothing. Do you know how much uh, sacrifice they have to do? For every house, they have to sacrifice. So it's it's hundreds of bulls. You know what I'm saying? It could be hundreds of whatever animal. But these two sons want the best of the best. The Most High didn't make it like that because you already know the Most High doesn't have favorites. So what makes these two, who's supposed to be the representative of the Most High, 
do what they do. And the most high is getting after Eli because he should have just put his sons in place. This stuff did not happen overnight. This means that these kids been acting a since they was kids. Okay? And the most high is done. Okay? Therefore, the most high your L of Yasharel declares, I did indeed say that your house and that of Aaron, your father, will walk in priestly service before me forever. But now the most high declares, far be it from me, for those who honor me, I will honor, and those who despise me will be insignificant and incontemptible. Excuse me, and contemptible. So the most high said, now, if you don't like me, I ain't gonna like you. If you like me, I'ma like you, basically. Behold, the time is coming when I will cut off the strength and the strength, I'm going to tell you what it means in a minute, of your father's house. Yes, it does says, say, I'm going to cut off your strength and the strength of your father's house. Meaning, what is what are, what are the, um, the elders' strength? The children. The power is the children. The assembling, that's why children were the blessings. If you didn't have none, you was cursed. If you had the kid, if you had the kid, no, I'm not going to say kids. If you had the children, because kids are goats, baby goats, and we not baby goats. We sheep, Yahusha's sheep. Anyway, so um, if you had children, offspring, then they were your power, okay? They were your strength, because they are part of you, and they get to carry on. So that's what it is. The most I said, I'm going to cut off your strength. And I'm going to cut off your family strength. I'm going to cut all of that. The strength of your house. So that there will not be an old man in your house. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You will look at the distress of my house, the tabernacle, in spite of all the good which the Most High will do for Israel. And there will never again be an old man in your house. Ooh. The most high is cut the family. That means you ain't going to live an old age. You're going to die young. That's what that means. Yet I will not cut off every man of yours from my altar. Your eyes will fail from weeping and your soul will grieve. And all those born in your house will die as men in the prime of their lives. Told you they ain't going to get old. Mm. This will be the sign to you which shall come concerning your two sons, Hopney and Phineas. On the same day, both of them shall die. Ooh. If the most I say, I require your life tonight, you ain't moving from where you are standing. You will not make another move. You will not take another breath. I'm taking you now. That's exactly what the most I said. Let me say it again. This will be the sign that you shall come, excuse me, this will be the sign to you which shall come concerning your two sons, Hopney and Phineas. On the same day, both of them shall die. But I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and in my soul. Now, let me stop that right there and say this. Everything... 
everything on this earth has a spirit. Everything on this earth has a spirit. Everything. Okay? There's even spirits walking. We already went through that. The trees have a spirit. The grass has a spirit. The flowers, the fruit and vegetables that grow on the tree. The water has a spirit. The, the fish that grow in the, um, that grow, live, and die in the water has a spirit. All the mammals in the water has a spirit. Everything that moves, everything that's alive, everything that goes dormant and then comes and flourishes the next season, everything has a spirit. The only ones that have a soul a, and a spirit is humans. And the most high. You just you just heard that. You just heard it. I'ma say it again. I'm just gonna say the part about the soul and the spirit. Well, I'll raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and in my soul. Did the most high say he's the father of spirits? Yes, he is. He's a spirit, he's a consuming fire. And he has a soul just like those who are made in his image. So they have a spirit because he's the father spirit. We the, we the children of the father. He has a soul. We have a soul. So know that we the only ones, human beings is the only ones with a soul and the spirit. And they in, in a physical form, this physical body on this physical plane. Only us. No other animal in the land or the sea. Okay? Land or sea has a soul. Only spirit. Only spirit. That's it. Okay? This is scriptural. It's in scriptures. Not in that Bible. But you just heard the Most High say he got a soul. No other spirit has a soul. No other spirit, not even when the fallen angels came down here and had sex with humans. The Most High said, you defiled yourself with flesh. Angels don't have souls. Angels are pure spirits. So when they did manifest, well, when they did have kids with the, uh, with the flesh, the being was spirit and flesh no soul the most high did not ordain that but because the angels was already blessed the most high let it come in if you read the book of enoch and um the book of yeshia it's the most high is saying this he's saying this when he reprimands them he said i i let it all come in but i did not authorize this this is not something that i authorized you a, a, a child of um of heavens the child of the heavens who is spirit and a, and a uh, Terranian uh, flesh bowl here on earth consummated and had an abomination that was spirit and flesh. So the most, most high took the flesh off him. He said, oh no, I'm, a, I'm, I'm getting rid of this flesh. And he got rid of it. He killed them. He killed the flesh. And guess what they are now? Wicked spirits. That's what they are. They was never, um, they was never sold, ever. Just saying. And you can find this in the book of Enoch. Just saying. Okay. And the book of um, Jasa. <laughs> All right. Back to what I was saying. And I will build him a permanent and enduring house. 
this is the one who he's ordaining, which is Samuel. Samuel. Samuel slash Samuel. His real name is Samuel, but since I'm reading from the Amplified, most people know him as Samuel. I'll just say Samuel. But you know it's Samuel. I already told you names were changed. Okay. And he will walk before my anointed forever. And it will happen that everyone who is left in your house will come and bow down to him for a piece of silver and a loaf of bread and say, please assign me to one of your priest's office so I may eat this piece of bread. Yeah, the most high just cursed Eli. Because your sons, uh-uh, we're not going to have this. We're not going to have this. Mm -mm, no, we're not. So now I'm on chapter three. So we know that Samuel was born, ordained by the Most High. Remember, Hannah was barren, couldn't have no kids. She had to pray to the Most High and say, please let me have a child. I'm being ridiculed by my sister wife. I want to have my own baby, please. She had that contrite heart. The Most High said, I'm going to give you a baby. The Most High gave her a baby because he, he knew. Okay, this was the this was ordained before the foundation of the world. Shemuel's supposed to be a prophet, and that's what he is. Okay, this is the this is the introduction to Shemuel because he is going to be the prophet to the kings. I'm gonna give you all of that when it comes, but I'm just giving you a little piece right now. This is why it's important to talk about um, Samuel right now because he's a priest ordained by the Most High, and he's going to be the priest to the king that's going to be assigned soon. Just, just hold on, hold on, we're getting there, okay? So you got to understand where Shemuel is coming from. I'm going to interchangeably say that because his name is Shemuel. So yes, so now we on chapter three. This is why I didn't cliff note it. I'm just giving it straight out, just for you to understand what is, Okay. Now, again, I said the point of reading cliff note, cliff noting it, giving you highlights, and then when it's real important, I'm reading it out, it's for you to go yourself. I'm going to tell you something. Once you got the foundation, nobody could shake it. Once you got the truth, nobody could take it. Ooh, I'm rhyming. Nobody could take any of this from you. I don't care what happens. Nobody could take this that's going to solidify the foundation that you are going to build. It is so important and imperative to get this. We are in the last days. There's going to come a time, and I already said this, but I'm going to say it again because it's so important. It's going to come a time that everything is going to be so wicked everywhere that these books are going to be taken. They're going to be taken. And it says in the scriptures, the Most High says, seek me while you can find me because he's not going to always be here, meaning his word. The word's not going to be here. It's kind of like war, the devil's going to declare because things are getting more and more wicked. Wickeder, excuse me. It's kind of like war. The Most High equips us for war with this word. The history, how to protect yourself spiritually because everything behind all this wickedness it's evil. So if you don't have the word, because the word is a double-edged sword with fire, the Most High gives us a whole spiritual armor. If you don't know what that is, how are you 
winning this war, you're not going to be able to. The point of me doing these cliff notes, and I just keep saying it over and over, the point of me doing these cliff notes is for you to get acquit, get your foundation solidified, get your uh, spiritual armor on at all times, okay, at all times, to the point that the devil would think twice by um, talking nonsense in your ear because he knows that you're not going for that. With the most high meant for us, and this is scriptural, what the most high meant for us was that the devils would cower down to us. But since so much stuff is going on and nobody knows who they are, who they belong to, the devils is running them up. Mm -hmm. The devils is running them up. You don't even know how to protect yourself. This is the start of being able to protect yourself. You're supposed to get in those scriptures. You're supposed to meditate on those scriptures. You're supposed to allow the most high to talk to you through these scriptures. You're supposed to allow the, uh, the Ruach to get into you, search your heart, suck with you, get you right, get you all the spiritual armor and everything you need. Understand what kind of blessing you got when the most high said he's going to pour out his spirit. You're supposed to be searching for all of that. You ain't supposed to be finding that was um, going on out with the rest of the world, um, trying on new clothes and, and talking about them and doing all this other stuff that don't make no sense. Get out and get yourself together with this word. Okay, this is why I take my time. Hours and two hours and three hours that I'm gonna be doing something else, honey bunny. And I'm doing this for, well, I'm doing it for the most high. But it, it is um, edifying you. It is. Okay? And I, I'm happy to do it. I really am. But I need you to know how important this is. This really is important. Okay? It's important to me. I know it's important to the most high. Or else I wouldn't be doing this. I value my time. Trust me. If you knew me, you'd know. Anyway, I'm on um, Shemuel, first Shemuel, number three. And these are the highlights. Verses 1 through 10, how the word of the Most High was first revealed to Shemuel. Verses 11 through 14, the Most High tells Shemuel the destruction of Eli's house. Now remember, Shemuel's young. Uh, verses, excuse me, 15 through 18, Shemuel, Shemuel, through the oath, tells Eli the vision. And verses 19 through 21, Shemuel grows in credit. Okay, let me get a little water break. All right. Now, let's read. <clears throat> okay, this is the prophetic call to Shemuel. Now the boy Shemuel was attending to the service of the Most High under the supervision of Eli. Now remember, Eli knows that his sons ain't worth two pennies. The Most High already reprimanded Eli and told him, I'm going to cut your house down. But he didn't tell him when. Okay, it's a prophecy. Prophecy. The Most High prophesied to Eli, told him, since your sons is acting like buttheads, I'm going to cut your house down. Eli ain't got nothing to say, okay? Now, this could have went a different way. Eli could have raised up his sons with some uh, um, some integrity and some respect. 
he could have also got after them because back in those days, the fathers knocked the crap out of the son, no matter what, how old they were. Okay. There are so many scriptures that tell you to uh, put that paddle to them, to them kids. But the rest of the world who's heathen said, oh, no, don't do that. That's why they grow up and start killing everybody in the malls. Back to what I was saying and being uh, homegrown terrorists. You don't put your foot in their behinds. That's why. Back to what I was saying. So the word of the most high was rare and precious in those days. Visions, that is, new revelations and divine truth were not widespread. You know, because the Most High said, I'm tired of talking to y'all. Not that he wasn't there. He was there. He was sick and tired of talking to him because you know they kept following everybody else being buttholes. Yeah, it happened at that time as Eli was lying down in his own place. Now his eyesight had begun to grow dim and he could not see well. And the oil lamp of the Most High had not yet gone out. So Shemuel was lying down in the temple. This is Eli, not Shemuel. Lying down in the temple of the, let me say, let me clarify. Eli's old, okay? Eli can't see. Eli's fat. That's who it is. Um, Shemuel's young and being taught and guided and watched over by Eli. Okay, so it's like a grandfather or a great-grandfather watching you. That's how it is. Because remember, they everybody's related. Okay? Whether it be close, close relations or extended family, another line uh, relations. Everybody, the whole children of Israel is related. Cousins, brothers, sisters. Period. Okay, so I'm going to read it again. Yet it happened at that time as Eli was lying down in his own place, okay? And the oil lamp of the Most High had not yet gone out, and Shemuel was lying down in the temple of the Most High where the Ark of the Covenant was. Oh, you know he must have been blessed, honey. You couldn't go near that, that um, Ark of the Covenant. It would disintegrate you. Oh, my. That's how blessed Shemuel was. Ooh. Okay. That the Most High called Shemuel, and he answered, here I am. He ran to Eli and said, now Shemuel thinks Eli is calling him, but it's the Most High calling him. Isn't that something? So he goes to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call you. Lay down. So he went to go lay back down. Then the Most High called Shemuel again. Shemuel. So Shemuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But Eli answered, I did not call you, my son. Lay down. So Shemuel did not know or have the experience of the Most High calling him. So that's why he didn't know. And he's in the same room as the Ark of the Covenant. The Most High and the word of the Most High was not yet revealed directly to him, meaning Shemuel. Now notice that it that I said the most high and the word of the most high was not with him. What do I mean by that? The most high, Yahuwah, and the word of the most high, Yahshua. Okay? He didn't he didn't know about that yet. Okay, because many times Yahshua has gone to people in the spirit and they thinking it's 
Yahuwah, but it could be Yahuwah or the Ruach. Okay? Or Yahshua speaking to you. Remember, they all one. Okay? So one is the foreknowledge, one is the word, and one is the father. Know that. Okay? Okay? Or the father, the truth, and the word. Know it. Understand it. Keep it. Let's move on. So the Most High calls Shemuel a third time. Notice the threes. Three is a special number. Don't forget that. I already told you numbers, certain numbers are special. So he called him the first time. He got up and went to Eli. Eli said, wasn't he? Lay back down. Most High called him again. He got up again. Went back to Eli. Eli said, I said it wasn't me. Lay down again. Most High said, Samuel. Well, Shemuel. Shemuel. Then he got up a third time and he stood and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli understood that it was the Most High who was calling Shemuel. See how it took three times? So Eli said to Shemuel, go lie back down. And if he calls you again, then you shall say, speak El." for your servant is listening. Okay, that's what he's supposed to say. So now Eli understands that the Most High is talking to him. And you, I want you to notice how crystal clear it was. Because the baby got up and kept going to Eli. That's how crystal clear it was, but nobody else could hear it but him. So Shemuel went to lay back down in his place and the Most High came and stood at what? Samuel 3, verse 10. And the Most High came and stood as the previous times. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answers, Speak, for your servant is listening. Praise God. And the Most High said to Samuel, Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears, it will ring. On the day I will carry out against Eli everything. Now, this is a this is a prophecy. Everything that I had spoken concerning his house, which is his family, from beginning to end. Ooh, you don't want the most high to curse you, baby. Once you curse by the most high, you you done. And we're going to be talking about that too because the Most High got some uh, prophecies of curses to these heathens. We're going to be talking about that later. Now I have told him that I am about to judge his house forever for the sinful behavior which he knew was happening because his sons were bringing a curse on themselves, dishonoring and blaspheming me. And he did not rebuke them. He's telling the baby this. Therefore, I have sworn to the house of Eli that the sinful behavior of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by the sacrifice or offering forever. So he didn't already told Eli this. Now he's telling the baby Shemuel this. So Shemuel laid down until morning. Then he opened the doors of the Most High's house. But Shemuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. Oh my. I'm going to say this. Now, I already read in verse 10 that the Most High came down and stood in front of Shemuel. But I'm going to tell you this. Because flesh is flesh and the Most High is the Most High. 
when we say the most high, the most high is so holy. He's so righteous that you cannot put your eyes, you cannot set your eyes on him at all. So even though the most high was standing there, Shemuel could not see him. So the most high gave him a vision while he's talking. That's how powerful that is. That's powerful. Okay. I'm going to stand in front of you, but you ain't going to be able to see nothing because that's how holy and how set apart I am from you. But I still chose you, though. Praise y'all. But Eli called Shemuel and said, Shemuel, my son. And he answered. Now, mind you, Shemuel scared to tell him that his house can ready get cut down. Here I am. Then Eli said, what is it that he said to you? Oh, my. Please don't hide it from me. Shemuel's scared now. Shemuel's scared. May the most high do the same to you and more also if you hide from me anything of all that he said to you. Oh my, sometimes you don't want to give somebody some terrifying news. So Shemuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. And Eli said, it is the most high. May he do what seems good to him. Mm, 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 mm. That's faith, baby. That's faith. No matter how harsh you believe that sentence from the most high is you got to take it with that take it handle it because the most high is the most high he's a merciful yeah but he ain't gonna take no mess okay you ain't got nothing to say when he does that to you because first of all you knew better you should have reprimanded your children you should have brought them up properly and now you ain't gonna have no house it's sad anyway so Shemuel told him everything. I already said that, but I'm going to say it again. So Shemuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And Eli said, it is the most high. May he do what seems good to him. Now Shemuel grew and the most high was with him. And he let none of his words fail. That means they didn't fall down. Whatever he said came to pass. Okay. And all of Israel from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south knew that Shemuel was appointed a prophet of the Most High. Everybody knew. All the lines knew. And the Most High continued to appear in Shiloh. Notice every year people came to Shiloh, the Most High appeared. And there was things going on for the children of Israel every year. They ain't go to church every Sunday and sit there for an hour and dawdle. Okay? They was in the presence of the Most High. And I'm going to say this again. And the Most High continued to appear in Shiloh. For the Most High revealed himself to Shemuel in Shiloh by the word of the Most High. Praise y'all. Hallelujah. Now, I'm done with this lesson. Know that Shemuel is being raised up to be a prophet for the king. He's raised up properly. He was ordained by the Most High, prayed over, and he's going to do everything he needs to do according to the will of the Most High as we continue to move on. Eli, by the way, he's going to get cut down. Next um, next lesson, which will be, um, y'all willing, February 4th, you're going to see his house is getting ready to get cut down. Now, I want to say this before I uh, sign off. When the Most High said what he said, it stands until it comes to pass. Because the Most High's word does not fall void. Meaning, if I say it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Am I going to tell you when? Am I going to say next Tuesday it's going to happen? No. But you can bet your bottom dollar 
that it's going to happen. And that's exactly what's going to happen. He didn't already told Eli to his face what's going to happen to him. And now he's telling the prophet Shemuel. And Shemuel communicated it and reiterated it. So you know it's solidified. It is going to happen. So um, Eli can't be mad. It is what it is. So with that, I hope that this lesson edified you. I encourage you because I will be uploading the book of Shemuel, the first book, and it's going to be the whole book. So you can just listen to it. Like I said, I'm going to be cliff noting some and I'm going to be reading straight out through others and giving you um, content as to what is really going on with it. If you have questions, comments or concerns, you know, you can always email me. Um, at um, C-L-I-F as in Frank, F as in Frank, N-O-T-E, -E, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. Yes, I use Yahoo. I'm old school. You could do that or you could send me um, a comment or um, a question on um, Spotify. At the bottom, when you go to Spotify and it shows my logo, go to the bottom. It'll tell you what the lesson is about. And at the bottom of that, if you want to add a question or, you know, a comment, or oh, I'm doing well, it would be nice if you, you know, gave me a little bit of um, thanks, you know, or a recognition or some kind of, um, let me know how I'm doing. I think I'm doing pretty good, but, you know, it would be nice to hear from the people who are gathered to hear my um my lectures you know i would i would love to hear from you and i do from time to time and i'm very grateful but um it's good to um be able to um have some feedback and help me to keep moving on thank you for all that you do meaning listening and um making this platform stronger <laughs> my duty is to lift yeshua up so he could draw all men to him i mean we we need to get to the other side people we need to all assemble we need to get to the other side it's been too much going on with our line it's been too much uh, uh abuse too much lies too much all kinds of stuff every day every day we need to get to the other side and and um and be with the most high we need to so um i encourage you to continue to rock with me um, meditate on the book of um, First Shemuel, which will be after this lesson, and um, stay for as long as you can with this platform, learn something, ask questions, let's move on and become an assembly, because that's what the Most High wants. With that, I say enjoy your Sabbath. I thank you again, and until next time. Hi, trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. The second way is 
you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.